0: Welcome to the Omics Exchange. I'm Angela Page. Today I'm speaking with Laura Paglione, a partner at Spherical Cow Group, which provides identity management and consulting services for higher education, research, virtual organizations, and enterprise. Laura first got involved with GA4GH as the founding technical director of ORCID, which provides unique identifiers for individuals in research scholarship and innovation. A long-time member of the Data Use and Researcher Identities Workstream, Laura now also co-leads the GA4GH Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion Advisory Group, helping to amplify underrepresented voices in the genomics and health data community. Welcome, Laura.
1: Thanks, Angela. I'm really excited to be here.
0: So tell me a little bit about your new role within the EDI and what you've been working on.
1: The purpose of the group is to support GA4GH in its mission to create truly global standards for genomic and health data sharing. So this means finding an equitable and inclusive ways to bring diverse ideas to our standards creation processes. And that includes identifying opportunities to attract diverse talent to the GA4GH standards community. It includes helping new and existing contributors from all sorts of backgrounds to feel welcome in the community and have opportunities to contribute to the work. And finally, it includes ensuring that the outwardly facing opportunities like leadership and speaking opportunities also reflect the breadth of that diversity that we've built in the community.
0: So this discussion around diversity and inclusion and encouraging a truly global community, this is really critical when we're talking about genomic and health data.
1: I think the case for diversity in genomics data has gotten a lot of attention lately. The COVID-19 pandemic has increased the attention to the consequences of longstanding gaps in population understanding, inclusion in research, and access to targeted care. Without the policies that address diversity in genomic and health data collection and use, we face risks in the data not informing the scientific research that may lead to the population-relevant screening guidelines, diagnostics, and treatments or the data may be used by and primarily benefit outside parties over the societal benefits as a whole. Without policies that address diversity and genomics and health data collection and use, we may inadvertently slow adoption of advancing healthcare approaches that can improve patient care pathways. Very often we talk about diversity. It's easier to talk about diversity in terms of numbers, you know, like how many people have color do we have? How many women do we have? How many people from Africa, do we have like, it's, it's, it's so easy. You can quantify that really simply, but it's kind of beside the point. If you have a diverse community that's actually contributing their own viewpoints and everyone's listening to them, the result is gonna be better. It's gonna ensure that you have better innovation, that you have better problem solving, because you're considering a broader set of considerations in what you're thinking about, It can lead to more ethical management. So there is so much gained by having a diverse group that's working together in order to solve something, especially something so important as how we use people's health data in order to address global concerns in how people stay healthy. I don't see that there's any other way to do the work. So just to clarify, diversity within genomic data
0: itself is not the focus of the EDI. You are focusing there on incorporating diverse perspectives into the development of standards for genomic data. Why is this an important distinction?
1: Well, I think it's almost impossible to enable diversity in genomics and health and data if the community of individuals that are writing the standards to enable that data exchange or defining criteria for access or ethical use of the data are not in themselves also diverse. In June 2020, the World Economic Forum released a white paper outlining a genomics data policy framework and highlighting ethical tensions in doing the work. And in their framing, they mention that their paper is written with a focus on low and middle income countries and emerging economies. And they point out that they're doing so not to imply that there should be a different standard among countries, but rather they want to ensure that the consideration of the differing perspectives and needs informed by these countries' diverse historical society and cultural contests are included. And they also, Also, in writing the paper, aim to keep the interests of research participants and patients at the forefront of the policy and ethical considerations. And they do that because they argue that their inclusion in the discussion and development of approaches to the genomic data collection and use would likely prevent numerous blind spots, as well as conflicts and sources of mistrust, while also fostering understanding and better outcomes. And the underlying goals of the EDI advisory group come from a similar idea. If, if our community is not diverse, we face the very real possibility that our work will miss the mark of accelerating progress in genomics research and human health because our standards won't work in all situations and our harmonized approaches won't work for all that we seek to include.
0: That's a great explanation. So how is the EDI group framing its approach?
1: So several years ago, I heard a talk by Charles Vogel, who put into words many things that I had been noticing about the communities that I was a part of, and he makes a distinction between group and community. While a group may share ideas, interests, proximity, and so on, a community is a group of individuals that share a mutual concern for each other's welfare, and this concern manifests itself in a shared set of values, a sense of shared identity with that task at hand. The GA for GH community is already a strong one, and it's united by a powerful, common goal. And when I was invited to chair the EDI group, I understood that the goal was not to change the community. Instead, it was the question of how to leverage the strengths of our community to ensure that it also represents the diversity that's so important to the goals that we talked about earlier. The idea of an intentional community is to explicitly state who you want to be a part of it rather than letting that happen organically. And then the principles are put into place to help strengthen the structures that support that intentional community from how people are welcome to be a part of it to how we reinforce our values and responsibilities to each other to how we enable individuals to deepen their commitment to the community.
0: And how is the EDI group leveraging this idea of an intentional community to amplify underrepresented voices?
1: Well. We're just getting started. But it is exciting to see and hear the thoughtfulness among the group that's having the discussion so far. We've been talking about the community that participates in GA for GH activities today and what voices might be absent right now that might enhance the work that we're doing. We've been considering what the explicit and implicit community values and components of personal identity with the community and how those might affect those that are not yet participating. What I find encouraging is how many people in the group have remarked that just asking these questions have prompted a level of reflection that both brings us together in our EDI work and also reinforces our commitment to developing an inclusive community for GA for GH. From now through the plenary in September, we're going to be inviting more of the community to reflect on those similar questions, and we're hoping that others have a similar reaction. But to answer your question, the real work of amplifying underrepresented voices is still to come as we discuss how to increase the number of underrepresented members in the community by identifying who's missing and explicitly inviting them to participate, considering how we might increase their sense of inclusion in the community through intentional community characteristics of how we express belonging, reinforce inclusion, and value contributions, and considering how we might clarify how individuals that reflect that intentional community might increase their engagement through leadership and speaking opportunities.
0: So to our listeners who are reflecting on this conversation right now, we want to encourage you to share your perspective with the EDI group and with ga for gh workstreams as a whole.
1: I'm hoping the listeners already feel that there's a space for their ideas and perspectives within the ga for gh workstreams where a majority of the work is done. But if they don't feel that there's a place for them, I sincerely hope they'll be willing to join the EDI group to help us understand how the community might make room for their perspectives. I mean, we all have blind spots, and I definitely value those who eliminate what I don't know. And in my short time with the EDI group, I've sensed that I'm not alone in this respect. So I'm hoping that the listeners will consider adding their perspectives, insights, and talents to GA4GH work.
0: And if anyone listening does want to get involved with GA4GH EDI group, you can reach out to us at info at GA4GH.org. This has been a really great conversation. I'm so happy we got to speak with you today.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to the Omics Exchange, a podcast of the Global Alliance for Genomics and Health. The Omics Exchange podcast is produced by Stephanie Lee and Katie Forge, with music created by Rishi Nog. GA4GH is the international standards organization for genomics, aimed at accelerating human health through data sharing. I'm Angela Page, and this is the Omics Exchange.